Hello, everyone, and welcome to Roar the Podcast, a student-run podcast hosted by members of Santa Clara High School's very own, the Roar staff. On our last episode of Roar the Podcast, sophomore Ricky Thayer and freshman Carly Ozenbaugh spoke about their experiences with gender identity. Be sure to listen to that part first for some context. Here is part two. People, just as humans, we love labels, love to categorize things. Taxonomy is a whole field of study, even though it's pretty much fake. Well, it's not <laughs> fake. There's, that's more detail that I can get into on a podcast about, not that. Um, but it, but labels are just so difficult, and they're a big part, but also a not very important part of being trans. Because at the end of the day, you're still you and labels only labels help if you want to like feel more steadfast in your identity at first or if you like need some sort of accommodations or you need something to put on a college application form um but there nothing when people say gender is a spectrum it's not like it's not like a six bit or eight bit spectrum (laughs) it's not and it's not like two dots on a line either it's more like a weird mobius (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah. and because it's like there's male and female and non-binary but sometimes you feel or some people feel male and female and non-binary sometimes people feel like they have a gender but it's not that gender and there are while there are technically labels for that like i think the technical term for what my gender is is Demi boy, but I don't oh. like that very much because it came off of Tumblr, and Tumblr has a history of oh, uh, Tumblr. infantilizing trans men, and I don't like that it's demi boy. Why is it demi boy and not demi man? Yeah, or demi male. I agree. Okay. No, my cousin told me, "Oh, so you're a demi girl?" And I was like, "I'm a what? <laughs> you, what did you call me?" <laughs> For a while, I identified. Man, it's not like you start questioning your gender and then later that day you're like, oh, hmm, looks like this is the term that my my feelings line up with. Uh, no, I've went through so many. Like, let's see. First, I thought, oh, I'm non-binary. Then I was like, hmm. Actually, no, first I thought it was gender fluid because I couldn't separate presentation and liking feminine things like skirts because skirts are so comfortable. They are. Um, <laughs> from gender and so i identified as gender fluid <laughs> made the little different colored bracelets and everything oh my god um for that that happens to a lot of people and then i was like no no definitely male but it wasn't and then uh i thought it was gender flux which is like gender fluid but just on a spectrum of male and non-binary so yeah there's all these weird different but you can make, like, if, you, if you've seen those Minecraft, like, paintings where they've got all the different colored, well, the different blocks, and then you zoom yes. out really far, and it's, like, a painting out of pixels. <laughs> it can feel, I feel like with all the different flags that there are for genders, you can make one of those. Um, or, like, those pictures made of other pictures. Yes. But that's not to uh, make it, make them seem any less valid. That That just means that I think it further shows that gender is just a spectrum and labeling labels are something we do to feel better about. Yeah. I guess ourselves and our standing. No, I agree 100%. And also, I think it's kind of entertaining that 
non-binary is defined in relation to cis people. Like, oh, why are yes. trans labels in relation to cis people? Right? Speaking of that, the pronouns they, them, people tried, they they almost gendered it. They said, uh, gentle them or mithady. <laughs> mithady! I was like, please, <laughs> don't call me that. <laughs> At like, first... I, at first I didn't have a problem with them because I thought, oh, whatever. And then, because uh, I don't pick up on those things all the time. No, yeah. Divergence. Um, and then my friends told me like, no, that's a way of gendery. And I was like, oh, it is! <laughs> I remember one time, because I post videos on TikTok, and someone commented on my video. It was like, oh my god, go they them, go. Oh my god, I no. Like, I was like, at first, I didn't realize what was happening. I was like, oh, thank you. It was like me dance with my chickens or whatever. <laughs> and, but then my friend also, the same friend saw that. And it was like, they, that's infantilization. I was like, it is. <laughs> um, also, fun fact about that friend, they use uh, neo pronouns, which are just pronouns that are not he, him, sh- she, her, or they, them. Uh, like Zizem, uh, Zizers. They also use it, its, mm-hmm. and Fang, Fang, self. Those noun ones I always think are so cool, but then I never know how to use them. No, yeah, for sure. I get what you mean, but I, I still put my best effort into anyways and in trying to understand it. You know? Yeah, like at first, I remember uh, one of my other trans friends came out. They were like the third person that Bookster came out to me. Um, and said, like, hey, I use it, it's as pronouns. I was like, but you're an object. I don't want to call you an object. And I feel so bad in retrospect. Like, oh, no. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. It's like, you know, pronouns are, you know, labels are like, okay. You know how we're talking about how, like, labels are meant to make everyone feel better about themselves? You know, like, those little... Um, kids toys where it's like the little box and you put all the shapes in their correct little boxes um you know it's like a really but instead of all the little shapes it's a big hole and they all go in and you know if you take away the labels you know you're just that little little shape like you're that person and that's who you are and labels yeah. are kind of just to like you know you, yeah make people you know it, it's something that's really important for some people and something not very important to other people and they're so confusing and I just I don't like labeling myself because then i feel like i'm putting myself into a box and limiting myself and then like if i go against that label i'm like who am i you know it's like i have failed i'm a fake trans person (laughs) oh my god and then oh it's just like and then we tell the people they're like ooh, ooh, my little small bean my little end bean and i'm just like (laughs) (laughs) i am not dan and phil (laughs) i just it's like i know i love people sometimes and i like i like how they try to be supportive but you know yeah. There's a there's an obvious way to be supportive, and then there's a not-so-obvious way to be supportive. Yeah. I had a friend uh, who, when I first came out to them in school, they were like, Oh my god, you're one of those small bean uvu gay boys now. Ah! I was like, haha, yeah. Totally. Uh, <laughs> they're, in, they're an interesting person. They're cool. But that was an interesting moment. Um also, that reminds me more of the, like, Tumblr brand oh, no. trans, <laughs> which is kind of like what we've been talking about, that whole infantilization. Uh, like, 
that's where a lot of the majority of those like super specific uh, labels come from is because that's where a lot of those people hang out. Yeah. On Tumblr. Now it's more TikTok. TikTok's kind of like the new Tumblr. Being comfortable with your labels and kind of relying on them is like totally valid. Like if you, if that's what makes you feel more comfortable with your identity and you like it's something that like is very important to you that's amazing but also i think not everyone has to feel that way like not everyone is the same like i think a lot of this is i'm comparing this to drawing really quick artists like new beginning artists they have same face syndrome and i think for cis people they have the same thing with trans people it's every trans person has the same life experience which is so not true and it's a huge misconception and people who kind of continue to spread that idea, because like you said, you started out and you started changing labels and stuff like that. And I feel the same way, but I've always looked the same way, if that makes sense. But labels and kind of putting myself into that kind of term it has been such a long and ugh, journey that I don't ever want to have to go through again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. And a big part of that questioning is... Uh, Gender dysphoria felt a little bit like the elephant in the room. Uh, it's which is just a feeling of uh, unrest is what I think it is officially, but it's more like <laughs> agony, because, <laughs> mental anguish because of how your body feels. But it's not always that severe. And there are some people who are in the community called transmeds or truscums uh, who think that you have to have gender dysphoria to be trans and while very many trans people do it's not necessary gender euphoria is a lot more important to being trans like feeling like getting that kind of like rush of happiness and affirmation from being perceived as your gender is a lot more important in my eyes than feeling bad about yeah your existing parts or how people were referring to you before no yeah i 100 percent agree i got a hate comment a, a while ago on my tiktok and i'm like what are you a girl or a boy and i got so excited <laughs> i was like you can't tell <laughs> uh, clearly obviously i look like a girl and i was just like i know they were just trying to invalidate me but i was like we did it we did it guys here we are <laughs> I, i've achieved my life goal as a non-binary person <clears throat> let's get it um, obviously it didn't go very well afterwards and they continued to like, oh, you're a shopping cart. Your pronouns are attack helicopter. And I was like, it, they're literally in my bio. It says like that. Is that <laughs> like, attack helicopter? Like, uh, oh, it's so, it's a, it's such a interesting conversation to have. It, like whether people are being genuine or not, it's still an interesting conversation. Um, and I think it all just boils down to like, you know, oh, like, what you are or who you not what you are god that would sorry who you are <laughs> that, oh my god who you are as a person and you know what makes you feel good about yourself and but that scenario also does bring up kind of an interesting topic which is like trying to convince people that you are what you are and while i think it is important to get especially people who are close to you like let them know affirmatively, this is who I am, you have to respect this, and uh, that's, it's me. Uh, there are also sometimes where you kind of just have to cut your losses. Yeah. Like, with random people on the internet, like, if they've, 
if attack helicopter is in their vocabulary outside of a purely martial (laughs) (laughs) outside of purely martial scenarios then i don't think you're gonna no amount of debating it's not worth your energy yeah (laughs) to try and get those people to learn about trans issues but you know what doesn't take very much energy pressing the block button oh yes Mm, my favorite (laughs) no it's obviously not a fun thing (laughs) but like no uh it like when i got the hey comment at first i was like "Mm, yes they can't tell and then i was like oh no they're being mean to me (laughs) oh no right people are mean (laughs) and i was like because usually people aren't like this and i was just like oh well Okay, then. And then I got really angry. And then I was like, why am I wasting my time on this? And they deleted their comments anyway. And I was like, oh, I won. <laughs> and it's like, why? Like, gender, it doesn't have to be such a huge thing that people make it out to be. Like, gender reveal parties, they don't have to be such a <gasps> mandatory thing for people. It doesn't have to be like that. But, you know. <sighs> gender reveal parties. Now, that is. I might have to have a second one. We <laughs> call. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love. I think gender reveals parties only place in society is for trans people. Mm. Also, they're not like any sort of tradition or anything, which I think a lot of people kind of, especially younger people, forget. Like, it was in the early aughts when people actually started doing gender reveal parties, and I remember seeing somewhere on a post online. Actually, the first gender reveal baby is now a girl who wears is like now a tom is a tomboy <laughs> i think the quote is girl who wears suits and also tomboy topic because a few days ago someone was killed by a gender reveal party bomb oh i saw that which it's awful that that happens but also why do you need explosives for a baby you literally <laughs> for a baby's genitals baby yeah <laughs> there are a lot of interesting uh because it's not a gender reveal party. It's a genital reveal party. Exactly, Which yeah. is really weird. Like, why do you have to blow something up so that a bunch of your friends and family, maybe even strangers, I don't know how far that confetti's going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> figure out what your baby's genitals are. That's really creepy. Yeah, I agree. Like, I don't, I don't think it should be so... Because, like, then, you know, when they grow up and if they ever have that kind of, you know, cycle where they're like, what am I? Or, no, oh my god, why do I keep saying that? Sorry. They have that cycle of who am I and the struggle with labels. Um, you know, if they grow up and they have that cycle of who am I and what does this mean? And what are these labels? And am I actually a girl? You know? And it's just like, you know, it's gonna be a rough journey and it's like, you know, this is kind of, uh, like, it's a, it's such a rough topic. Like, yeah. Or if you're actually a boy, because I've just, I've noticed just from my own experience that there are a lot less assigned male at birth trans people, it feels like, especially non-binary people. And I don't exactly know why that is. I get the feeling it has something to do with misogyny. There's mm-hmm. probably some capitalism in there too. Toxic masculinity as well, just a little bit of that. Toxic masculinity. And... I personally hyperfeminized right before coming out or right before questioning my gender because I was like, oh, I feel uncomfortable with this. Just got to pile on more. <laughs> um, and I, w- I kind of wonder if that's what AMAB people are doing too. I think it's probably also has something to do with how in this society men aren't like allowed or 
I mean, now it's getting better, but they aren't really allowed to show yeah. emotions. And I think a lot of trans guys probably also struggle with that. Yeah, for but... sure. Especially because, like, femininity is, like, perceived as weak, you know? And, like, you know, men are supposed to be strong and buff and ar, And, you know, being a woman and showing your emotions is just so... Oh, uh, what's it called? There's a word for it. Uh, passe and, you know, not for the times is it's you know it's hard to like you know like i say like just be who you want but it's hard for some people you know you can't always be who you want because you know it there's like the pressure of other people around you the pressure for, of your own realization because realizing who you are isn't just a quick google search and being like mm, yes this thing i am it but it's not like looking at that I think famous several years ago, picture of all the different like gender symbols. Yes. Uh, like it's not as simple as like looking at that. It's not a catalog. Yeah, it's it's not a catalog. Yeah, it's more like back to the spectrum thing. It's kind of like the color. It's more like the color swatches at the hardware yes. store. It's not like a little, you know, going to the grocery store, picking up a thing, looking at the kind of list of ingredients, and being like, yeah, this. I, yep. <laughs> like, it's, you know, cause, because labels, back to labels, because labels are so important to so many people, not kind of fitting into any of them, it makes it so hard oh, to kind man. of accept yourself. I, and in, yeah, oh. there are a lot of places where I don't quite fit in, and I'm not going to get into detail about, because my gender, it's not quite male, it's not quite non-binary, uh, and I said I was neurodivergent earlier, uh, and it's like not quite autistic, but not quite, but not mild enough just to be ADD. And let's see, it's just, and sometimes I'm not like masculine enough to be a dude, it feels like to some people, but I think that's probably just my gender dysphoria talking. <laughs> no, yeah, I feel you. Yeah. I understand you totally. That's like gets into the topic of passing. Oh, the topic P- like passing. That is a makes my head explode. Concepts. It is such and it's such a toxic one too. Yeah, you know. I've, for those unfamiliar, passing is when it's the act of being perceived as your gender and not as your gender assigned at birth. Um, it's the people. The things people do to pass is wear masculine or wear masculine or feminine or androgynous clothes or uh, keep their hair a certain length or like that's actually the hair thing is very interesting because yes. I know you have long hair and I yeah <laughs> for, I want long hair so bad. And for a long time, I was like, oh, I can't do it. I'm not going to be able to. I'm not going to be able to pass. I, don't, I can't have long hair. But I've started growing it out. But I just kind of realized, wait. First of all, I could get hormones in like three years. How long is my hair going to go in three years? Uh, or yeah. earlier because I got a new therapist. She's very cool. She is, I guess, a youth LGBTQ specialist. I've never actually asked her. But uh, I was complaining about how like, oh no, I'm like... I want to go on hormones and my parents are accepting, but they don't want me to do it. And she's like, why don't they want you to do it? I'm like, oh, because they think it's a phase. It is not a phase. It's 
Oh, wait, it's not a phase, mom. <laughs> it's not a phase, mom. But really, it's not. Being cis was a phase and a kind of cringy one. Oh, yeah, but she she did say she's like, oh, I'll have to talk to them about that. Because apparently that's a common misconception about parent with within parents that, oh, they might be. Because I do go through a lot of phases. Um, but my gender is something that I have felt. And, like, upon retrospect, gender dysphoria is been there all along uh gender euphoria though pretty new and pretty epic <laughs> like what are some things that give you gender euphoria um i guess <clears throat> aside from like you know looking at myself in the mirror and cut like my hair i recently cut it off by accident um not well, not really by accident um well it's not important i cut my hair and it's like shoulder length now regrettably like uh and i like i put my hair up sometimes and i look in the mirror and i'm just like i look like like a dude i look like my brother and i'm like oh i look like that my brother, the, I brother. <laughs> like, and that is the most terrifying <laughs> thing i'm like oh no i look like my brother <laughs> i'm the uh mean older sister so when i look like my little brother i'm like what just happened <laughs> and i'm but i'm like i get excited i'm like i could be this um but like obviously it's not who i want to be and i stuff like that but like you know not looking like a or not perceiving myself to be you know how i was assigned at birth um you know kind of when i dress more uh kind of masculine like which is not like it for masculine for me is like sweatpants and like a really big hoodie because i don't own any masculine clothes because i'm super feminine um like because i i like dresses and skirts and you know pretty things i guess (laughs) and uh, they're so cute but like yeah I don't own any masking clothes, but when I, like, when I kind of change my posture and I kind of look at myself from a certain angle, I'm like, dang, who is that? Get it, I guess. <laughs> it gives. Yeah. yeah, it's just, like, <laughs> you know, or, like, when I kind of, and I, like, when I go over it and I look into, like, my little brain and just, like, yeah, I get what you're trying to say to me, and I'm, like, I just, like, I kind of take in a big deep breath and I, like, accept it and I'm, like, yeah, that's who we are. You know, like, I just get super excited and super happy. I'm like, you know, it's been a really long journey from cis to, like, not cis. And I'm kind of happy where I am right now. Because, you know, I wasn't always open. Because not everyone I knew was, like, super aware of it. But now, like, a lot of people are. And, you know, because as you grow up, you become more aware of that. You're not just the only person who exists. And stuff like that. (laughs) And, you know, becoming aware of other people and diversity. So now that, like, a lot of my friends, you know, kind of accept that. And they're like, yeah you are this person and that's really cool you keep doing that and i'm like yes i will keep doing that that's so awesome i love that you have a supportive friend group it's very fun but yeah some things that give me gender euphoria are i have the specific outfit and it it's very it's not necessarily me but it makes me feel very masculine it's this uh, like firework type pattern button up and some corduroy pants and like obvi- with a binder uh, and just, I like look in the mirror I'm like look from the side it's like oh look at him go <laughs> that is a that is yes. a man right there I, it just makes me feel like me and I think it's cool that you have stuff that makes you feel like you and it's because people are who they are that's a really simple statement but yeah like you know it means a lot the the fine print of it is that like you really 
your identity is real and valid and like a core part of you, but also a private part and a part that isn't necessary for other people to, it's not necessary. It's a special thing. It's a special thing. And you know, everyone has their own special thing, which is really special, (laughs) you know, like identity, expression, you know, it, it all boils down to who you are as a person and who you, you know, accept yourself to be. Obviously, you won't always accept yourself sometimes, and it gets hard. But, you know, when you come down to the nitty-gritty and you get, you know, to where you want to be, it's a really special and it's a really good thing. And it's kind of like, you, you know, the end of a chapter, and it's a really good one. Yeah. So that concludes this episode of Roar the Podcast. We thank you so much for listening, and we hope you'll share this episode and future episodes with your community. Until next time.